0: Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Philly Sports Talk, Koi and I are going to go over the top 10 centers in the NBA for the 2020 21 season. How are you doing today, Koi?
1: I'm doing good. This is going to be another one of those fun lists to recap, or not recap, but to go over. Uh, Let's get right into it. Who's your number 10?
0: Yeah, so number 10 for me. um, This might be a little bit surprised that he made the list, but I have Mitchell Robinson. You know, I think if he gets his minutes, he's going to have a productive season. Um, Last year, he set the um, NBA history record in field goal percentage. He's, you know, one of the best rim protectors in the league. He's going to get a ton of blocks. He's going to grab some boards. Um, Not really a flashy guy who's going to put up a ton of points, but he's just going to be an effective center who gets it done. Um, Younger guy, so he's always going to be improving. Um, I'm not sure if you had him on your list, but he made mine.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting pick. I actually kind of like that pick. He did not make my list. Uh, I just think there's better guys ahead of him. But I can definitely see that. He is a high flyer. He makes his he makes his buckets when he shoots. So he's an interesting player. He's got room to develop still. You know, he's obviously on the Knicks, so that's disappointing. Uh, but, you know, the Knicks look like they got better this offseason. So who knows? And he is the starter, so he's going to get a lot of minutes. And I think he could have a good year. Uh, he just missed my list with him and LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, my number 10, I had Andre Drummond. You know, Drummond, he's a great player, I think. You know, he, he's kind of got a boring game to watch, as you told me earlier. But I don't know, just the way he plays the game, it's just fascinating to me. The way he rebounds, the, when he has those like 22 rebound nights, like back-to-back-to-back nights, it's just, it's so insane to watch. And, you know, he's a defensive threat. Like, he even he's come out and said that he thinks he can be a defensive player of the year candidate this year. And, you know, he might not be wrong uh it's a shame he's playing for the cavaliers because i don't think the cavaliers are going to be good for at least another five years uh so it's going to be interesting to see how he does with cleveland but i think he'll have a good year he's going to put up this uh incredible rebounding numbers as usual which i just it just baffles my mind how he does so uh you know what did you think about that pick
0: yeah you know he was my ninth spot i'll say that but Um, last year, averaged 16 rebounds a game and actually two steals per game, which is not very common amongst big men. Um, I think he's a really good defensive player. And like you said, he could be a defensive player of the year candidate. There was a one point, um, like midway through last season where I thought he should be a defensive player of the year finalist with like Ben Simmons and Giannis or maybe AD. But, you know, he took a little bit of a step back. He got traded. I'm not, that trade was kind of weird to me. Like of all the places for him to go, he went to the Cavs. I don't know what the Detroit was thinking. They didn't even get a good return for him, but yeah, I think he's definitely a guy who's a little bit underrated because, like we said, that he's kind of boring to watch. He's not a flashy player, but you know he gets the job done. He's my number nine center.
1: Yeah, the funny thing I remember last year when, when he got traded, he posted something on social media saying like, like referencing to his son, saying you know you never know who's gonna stab you in the back. I remember all the means going, you got traded from the Pistons to the Cavaliers. You're not involved in any of the big teams in the NBA. You can relax. I just thought that was so funny. I remember when he got traded like that. Uh, my number nine, I am Miles Turner. See, Turner, he's got an interesting game to me. I think he has still a lot of potential. Uh, I don't think he's the best fit in Indiana, uh, considering that Indiana is the first-round exit every year. But, you know, he... He's one of those guys, he could have a big year every now and then and he could be an all-star. He's one of those guys that could sneak into that all-star category. You know, he's at number nine, but I could see him playing like a really good center halfway through the year and maybe having a not so good second half. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he does this year and the Pacers entirely because it's time for them to either tank or for them to finally win in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Miles Turner did not make my list, but you know, the Miles Turner situation is a bit of an interesting one. Like a year ago. He would have been like one of the most highly valued trade targets for most teams. Like, you know, because of his skill set alone, like there's not a lot of centers who can shoot the ball as well as he does. And he's an elite rim protector. So, you know, a center that can space the floor on offense and protect the rim on defense, that's pretty valuable. Um, especially to a team that, you know, is contending and they need a little bit of extra help. But I feel like since then his value has gone down. There's not much of a market for him anymore um some of that has to do with his contract. I'm not I don't think he's really being overpaid, but he does he's not exactly cheap. So that makes it a little bit harder for a team to trade for him, but I don't know. I don't think he's going to produce as much this year. That's why I didn't make my list with De'Montis Sabonis and the Pacers. The Pacers are an interesting team like you said. I'm not even sure that they'll make the playoffs. I think they will, but there's a chance they don't with, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, um the Washington Wizards. You know, obviously the Nets are going to be better than last year.
1: It's a some good teams now. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, last year they finished in the fourth seed, if you remember. Um, You know, that was to play the Heat, who were the five seed, which they didn't really stand a chance against. But still, they were a top four seed in the league last year, and I can honestly see them falling out of the playoff picture. But still, they got talented players on their roster. Uh, Miles Turner, I don't think he's going to get the ball a lot. He's not going to be... Um, you know, not everything is going to be centered around him so much as the modest bonus, and for that reason, I don't think he's going to have as good of a year as his talent might um, predict him to.
1: Yeah, so that's interesting, and I completely... I can see that happening for sure. Uh, who did you have at number eight?
0: Yeah, so my number eight, Nikola Vucevic. This is a guy who you might expect to be a little bit higher. Um, you know, he's a talented player, not the best defender. I don't know. He's on the magic, who are another team that I think will probably fall out of the playoff picture this year. They're kind of getting a little bit younger. They lost Jonathan Isaac for the year, who's, in my opinion, their best player on the team. So, you know, number eight, I think, is a good spot for him. There's I, It's more of a thing that I value the guys ahead of him more. Not so much as I don't really think he's as good as everyone thinks he is. I still think he's a, a quality center, um, borderline all-star. I, I just don't have him super high on my list.
1: Yeah, I have Vucevic at number eight as well uh, for the same reasons you do. But I actually think Orlando didn't have that bad of an off season. You know, I think drafting Cole Anthony was the right decision. I think Anthony was one of the most underrated players going into this draft. and I think he could be a game changer for Magic. But Vucevic has shown flashes of like, you know, MVP level play. He's never going to be an MVP. But like in, every now and then he puts up it, these absurd games where he gets his triple doubles. And if you don't remember, I believe they beat the the Bucks in game one of the playoffs last year, and Vucevic had one of those triple-doubles, I think, like a 25 and 10, and 10 game or something like that. So Vucevic has shown flashes, showed flashes of, like, excellent play, but he's never going to be one of those top five centers in the league, in my opinion. I think he could be on a championship-level team and produce really well, but he's not there yet, especially with being in Orlando as well. Yeah,
0: his offensive game is really intriguing, you know. He's one of those European guys that can pass um, despite his size. You know, not very traditional, but I mean, like if we're basing it off of last season, I think he's a, lo- a few spots higher maybe, but and even a couple of years ago, he, he was an all-star. I'd say he might have even been top five at one point in his career, but I just don't see it happening for him anymore. I don't think he's necessarily gotten worse, but the situation he's in, I don't think has gotten better. I do agree that the Magic had a pretty good offseason, but they... I don't think they're going to finish ahead of, you know, I think there's at least nine teams in the East who are better than them, meaning that I my ceiling for them is they're like the 10 seed and they get to play in the play-in tournament. So, you know, maybe there is a slight chance they do make the playoffs. I, I just don't see it happening. Who would you have at number seven?
1: See, number seven, I uh, DeAndre Ayton. Now, DeAndre Ayton, he intrigues me a lot. This guy is has all the potential in the world, in my opinion. I think he could be a top five center in the league. So I think him on the Suns this year, I think he's really going to blossom. I think he could put up really good numbers this year. And I could really see him being a top five center in the league this year. Uh, seriously, you know, his game is really intriguing. He's a good scorer. He's a good defender. He's a good rebounder. He's really got all the tools to be a great center in the league. And I honestly, you know, I'm going to say right here, I think within the next five years, Aiton will be a top three center in the league.
0: So Aiton was my number six. Um, the guy I had right behind him at number seven is Yusuf Nurkic. You know, Nurk, the way he played in the bubble was outstanding. I really wanted to put him higher on my list, but I just couldn't. I mean, I actually, I could see him being ahead of Aiton, but, you know, I couldn't do it. And the five guys ahead of them are just, you know, on a different level. It would be really hard for me to put him in front of those guys, but I'm a huge fan of him. I've already said what I think the Blazers will do this year. I think he's going to be a huge factor in that. Um, he's just your traditional big man that does it all. You know, he gets the rebounds. Um, he plays good defense. He scores in the post. And I just think he's in for a solid year as long as he stays healthy.
1: I had Nurkic at six. You know, like everything you said is pretty true. Him and Dane do work well together. And the Blazers definitely did get a much better much better during this all season. They probably are in the top three of like good all seasons this year. So Nurkic might continue to become... He could be one of the better centers in the league, and that's why he's at number six for me. And, you know, him, he's going to compliment Lillard. He's going to compliment McCollum. He's going to compliment all those guys in that roster. They have a deep team now. So, you know, he's not going to be, they were gassed in the bubble, especially in that round one series against the Lakers. Uh, I don't see that happening now because they're very deep in their lineup now. That whole Blazers team was pretty gassed. So uh, I could definitely see Nurkic having a good year. And, you know, that's why I yeah, said so number six. So
0: let's talk about number five now. Who's you have fifth?
1: Number five, I have Rudy Gobert. Now, this idiot just turned down a max deal to try and get a super max deal, which I completely disagree with because I don't think Gobert is worth the super max deal. You know, everything Gobert brings to the table defensively is excellent. You know, he's not the best scorer by any means. Uh, I think he definitely could be a center on a championship winning team, but he's just not worth a super max deal. And honestly, I don't know if Utah will end up giving him that super max deal that he's wishing for. Uh, but, you know, he's going to do his normal thing this year. He's going to be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. He's going to be great for Donovan Mitchell. He's going to get rebounds and stuff. He's going to play great defense, as like I said. So he's he's an interesting – he's a wild card this year because who knows what's going to happen with that extension that he's yeah, trying Yeah, you're get. not
0: going to agree with what I'm about to say, but I'm a huge fan of Rudy Gobert. What he does defensively is just so elite. I feel like if you put Rudy Gobert on any team in the league, you know, maybe, like, excluding the Pistons or, like, the maybe the Cavaliers – I think he makes any team a playoff team instantly, just because of the defensive impact he has. When Rudy Gobert is on the floor, you cannot score in the paint with ease. Um, he did a great job against Nikola Jokic in that Nuggets series. You know, Jokic still got his numbers, but it was—I don't think people realized what a good job Rudy was doing. Like because Jokic, he wasn't as efficient, and he's getting a lot of usage. Um, I think Murray really carried them through that series, and. Gobert's team let him down a little bit because they weren't able to stop um, Jamal Murray at all. But for I'm going to say it right now, I just I think Rudy Gobert is worth the super max. I would pay it to him, especially if I'm Utah, you know, small market where you can't attract big free agents. You have to keep the guys that you have, sometimes pay a little extra for them. Um, I don't think that Gobert, I have him at fourth, so he's not even the top three center for me. But I think just I'm a huge fan of him and the impact he has is just so great on defense. Um, but my number five is Bam Adebayo. Um, who'd you have at number four?
1: Real quickly before I say my number four, I I'm actually a big Go Bear fan too. So I agree with some things you're saying, but just I just I just don't think he's worth that Zero Max extension, which you think he is. Uh I don't know. Yeah, like you said, his defense is excellent. And I agree with that. He could make any team a playoff team, but could he make any team a championship team is what I'm more concerned about. And I don't know, like, I just, yeah, I just don't think he's worth the super max. But uh, my number four, I have Bam Adebayo. You know, Bam was really great last year. The Heat made the right decision of signing him to that max extension because who knows what happens with Giannis in free agency, which we ended up seeing how he signs with the Bucs. Uh, but, yeah, that took, that took the Heat out of the Giannis talks probably. But it was the right move. You got to lock up your star center. Uh, Bam's a great player. He was great in the bubble last year. And he was just overall a great player. He's just going to continue to be great. Him and the Heat, I don't think they're going to be as successful this year. I honestly see a case where they just sneak into the playoffs, with the eight or seven seed. But overall, Bam's a great player. He's going to he's going to put up great numbers. He's going to do great things, and he's probably yeah. going to be an all-star. Bam
0: Adebayo is my fifth. I didn't really go into detail about him yet because I wanted to see what you had to say about Gobert, and I knew you probably had him um, at fourth. But um, Bam Adebayo. You know, I don't think he's better than Rudy Gobert. Obviously, I just gave Gobert all that praise. But, you know, Bam, he's a good center. You know, he's a rare talent. The things he can do in transition, getting up and down the floor, are special. He can play great defense on the perimeter. And I think that he might be the second best or the third best defensive center in the league. I mean, honestly, he is. You know, you go Gobert and Bede, who's a defensive force, and then Bam, maybe Andre Drummond. Um, I don't know, but... Bam and, you know, his offensive game is only evolving, too. I think he's going to start to develop a little bit of a mid-range shot and be able to space the floor some more. But I have a little bit of a hot take. I think that Bam Adebayo is hands down the best player on this Heat roster, and that includes Jimmy Butler. What do you think about that?
1: I completely agree with that. I don't think Jimmy Butler is the best player on that roster at all. I think he's the best leader on that roster. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I completely agree with that take.
0: I got to give Jimmy credit for what he did in the playoffs. You know, he played out of his mind, but. Like, I think a lot of people see that and have some recency bias and forget about how kind of subpar he was throughout the season. Now, he wasn't, like, necessarily holding them back, but his shooting numbers went down this year, um, and he just hasn't been the same player in, you know, recent years. He's kind of slowly de-evolved as an offensive player and focused his game more on playing great defense and being a good leader. But Bam Adebayo, I have all the praise in the world for him. I think that he's gonna continue to develop this year, but he's only fifth on my list. You know that's still a good ranking, though. Who do you have? Let's get in the top three. Who do you have at third?
1: Uh, number three, I have Carl Anthony Towns. Now, Towns, he's one of my favorite players. I love Towns to death. I, which is shocking because of that fight him and Embiid got into. But I've loved Towns since he's came into the league. I have I have Towns jerseys. I have everything. Uh, if Towns can develop his defense he is probably one of the best centers in the league. He's already one of the best centers in the league, but I could see him being a candidate for the best. Uh, Towns is amazing in offense. He's arguably already in the conversation for one of the best three point shooting centers of all time with his shooting percentages from three. He has, I, he has a higher three point percentage last year than Clay has in his career. You know, obviously that's different, two different complete takes, but still it's pretty impressive considering Clay's one of the best three point shooters is all at of all time as well. Uh, But yeah, I I really like Towns. I think he's going to have a great year, and I think the Timberwolves could stay in the playoffs this
0: year. And you know, the Clay Thompson stat is very true, and he did have a good year shooting the ball, but it's worth noting that that's a a little bit of a small sample size because he missed a greater part of the year with that injury that he had, but in the games that he did play, he was on um, great pace to maybe even be like an All-NBA player. Um, Definitely would have been an All-Star, but yeah, you know, I still don't think he's better than Jokic or Embiid. He's getting there, though. His defense needs a little bit of work still. Um, But I think that Minnesota, they have a bright future. I'd like to see what him and Delo can do together. Um, Obviously, they drafted Anthony Edwards. I'm not his biggest fan, but he's, you know, I'll say this. In the preseason, he hasn't looked half bad. Um, And there's obviously the upside of a number one pick, no matter who it is. But, you know, Carl Anthony Towns third. Let's get into the top two. Who'd you have second? What's the word? I mean, obviously we know who the last two guys are, but what's your order?
1: Yeah, I'd I'd Jokic at two and and Embiid at one for now. I could see Jokic being the best center in the league for like five years coming up eventually. Uh, Just the things that Jokic does is just absolutely incredible. He's losing weight like it's crazy. Uh, You know, if he gets a little faster, which he's definitely going to be now that he's lost a lot of weight, it's going to be even more dangerous on the offense. He's already probably, I mean, I mean, you know, he's young, but he's probably the best center t- passing center ever already. Uh, you know, that's, it's just a rare thing to come by as a center to see. Uh, Jokic, he's going to do great with the Nuggets, I think. I don't think the Nuggets are there as a championship contender yet. They need to buy some more free agents. Uh, they just need to keep buying, buying, and buying. That's what I think they need to do because they're not ready to go down yet. Uh, they're not the first on exit like the paces are they're like a second round exit, which is close to the championship. So they just need to keep buying. Um, He's not better than Embiid yet, but if Embiid continues to play like the baby he is, he's a big baby, uh, then, you know, he'll be number one pretty quickly.
0: I have the same order. And this is definitely a little bit of a hot take, I think, because based on last season, Jokic was hands down the better player. I'll, I'll say it as a huge Embiid fan, I'll be the first one to admit it, that Jokic was better than Embiid in last season alone. Now, Granted, Embiid was not in a good situation. He had to play next to Al Horford. If we look at the year prior to that, when MB was averaging, you know, 27 points and um, just playing, he played a little bit more games due to slightly better health. He still misses a ton of games every single year. That's one of the biggest problems with M B. But if he's healthy at the right times, um, I think he's going to lead his team to a championship one day. I think he's, if he stays healthy for a whole season, he might even have an MVP season one one year. Um, but granted you know Jokic is a great player and the only reason I haven't beat over him is just because I think Embiid is solely the more talented player and it's a prediction for what we're gonna think is what we think is gonna happen this year and that's why I haven't beat over him I think Embiid is gonna have a better year you know Embiid is in; he's got better surroundings now than he did last year um Philly acquired some more shooters Tobias Harris was gonna be playing the four so he'll have all the space to work in the post um and, you know, Embiid's post game is something else. Like his post, like his, when he gets the ball in the post last year, that was the most efficient play in basketball out of like any player. Um, he scored like 14 or 1.4 points per possession when he posted up, which is insane. Um, that's like a 140 offensive rating. And the Mavs, just to put that into some context, the Mavs last year, their offensive rating was the highest in NBA history, and it was like 117. So 140 is very high. Embiid, when he gets his post touches, he's unstoppable. Um, other centers trying to guard him, just eat up fouls. And, you know, Jokic, like you said, he's a great passer. He can spread the floor a little bit better than Embiid, although Embiid has improved his three-point shot over the years a little bit. Um, but Jokic can't do what Embiid can do on defense. Embiid. Like, you can feel his presence on the court when he's on defense. I would argue that his – him – he, like, defensively is more important than Ben Simmons is to the Sixers, even though, you know, Ben Simmons had a better year last year, I think. But and B like, you can just feel his presence. It's a lot harder to score around the rim when he's on the court. Same kind of thing as Rudy O'Bear. Um, a little bit numbed down. He's not quite on Rudy's level because I, I think Rudy does a better job when he gets out on the perimeter. Embiid not as much, but, you know – Embiid, best center in the league when he's healthy. That's the problem though. He's not ever fully healthy for a whole season.
1: Yeah, Embiid, he's a conflicting player. Uh it's time for him to get like the rookie kind of like attitude away. He's gotta turn into the superstar attitude. Uh he just he just acts like he's too young for me. He's he can be one of the best players in the league without a doubt. He already is. He can be a top three player in the league if he just gets into attitude where he's got to just bring the 76ers to a championship because he's our main piece. Ben Simmons is our second piece. And that's they're close together, but I'm just going to say it. Embiid's more important to this team than Simmons is. So he really needs to get his mentality going. Uh, I think he could definitely be the best son in the league, and he already is, in my opinion, right now. For now, I think he could be the best son in the league for the next five or six years. Uh, But right now, I have Jokic being better in the long run than Embiid. Yeah, so, and Embiid side recently,
0: out. came out with a quote um, that this off season has really been the year where he's, where he's focused on his body and health and, you know, doing that prehab stuff, getting in the weight room, staying in shape. So hopefully he's really serious about that and he's doing more than he's done in the past and hopefully it makes a difference. Um, but Jokic, though, just want to say a couple more things about him. Like last year, it's no joke that he led the Nuggets to the um, conference finals. I mean, Jamal Murray was doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but. I think they split the workload um, a decent amount. Jokic, he's just a great player. I think that he could possibly, this is a little bit of a hot take. One day, Jokic could be the number one option on the championship team. You'd have to have a little bit of a stacked roster around him, but I think it's possible. Um, like other players, is just not. I think he's one of the players where you could pull it off. Um, I'm not saying it will happen one day, but I think there's a scenario where it does. And, you know, I already told you about my theory about like bubble Jamal Murray that that's actually how he is now. And he just made some improvements over that expanded offseason hiatus that they had. And if he plays that way this season, the Nuggets are going to be a contender and Jokic is going to be a huge contributor to that. But I also think the Sixers are going to be a contender if everything goes right for them this year. And obviously Joel Embiid is going to be a huge part of that because he's the best player on their team. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. And I said, I think he's an MVP level player when he's fully healthy for a full season
1: yep it's gonna be interesting to see what happens so uh that's gonna conclude our podcast today uh thank you everybody for listening and just keep on tuning in we're gonna continue making nba podcasts we're gonna be pretty busy throughout the nba season and nfl might get a little more busier since we're getting towards the end of the year so